0: Action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you gotta do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of metahuman human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Zach Seiler had it all. How's it going man? President of his class, captain of the team, and dating the most popular girl in school until she went on spring
1: break. So I've been dancing for maybe five minutes, right? And that's when it happened. I'm Brock Hudson! Brock is from the real world. Like the TV show, okay? But they kicked him out of the house.
2: My condolences go out to Zack, who got Got dissed and dismissed by his magically
0: delicious girlfriend. In order to save his reputation, he's taken on an impossible bet. I'll pick the girl. And you got six weeks to turn her into the prom queen. Gentlemen, we have a winner.
1: To everyone here who matters, you're vapor. I forgot why I avoided places like this and people like you. Am I a bet?
3: Am I a stupid bet? This is one contest you're going to lose. You're going down, man.
0: Get ready for the film critics call sexy, fun, that's hip, smart, and hilarious. Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook, Matthew Lillard, Usher Raymond, and Jody Lynn O'Keefe. She's all that. Well, I guess I have to eat these pubes now. Welcome to Recap and Gown, the podcast where more old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host, Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own, Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not too much, man. I'm actually in the, well,
4: one of the ancestral homes of uh, this podcast. I'm in Naperville tonight. Ooh, um, What for? I just, there was a lot of loud noise going on in my place, so I figured it'd be better to have a nice quiet recording instead of being like, okay, let's talk about this. And you'd be able to not hear anything over that, so it's nice and quiet here. Excited to talk about this one. Uh, real detour back to like our fun loving, just kind of just like a, a movie that was trying to be funny. It's just it, it wasn't like Friday Night Lights where everyone was trying to be serious all the time. It was nice to, get
0: back to the lighthearted stuff. Yeah, it was fun to watch the movie with like super, super low stakes. Yeah. The stakes at this were basement level low. Mm. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas Two-Step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
1: Hey guys. Um, I promise I'm coming back to Texas someday, but uh, <laughs> still, still in Kansas City currently and gonna do a, a layover in Oklahoma for a few days. By layover, I mean a stop off at an Airbnb from a long drive.
0: And better than doing it all in one stretch, I feel like that could be a a bit much. It's,
1: hmm. only, it's only like ten and a half hours, but that's just oh, like three hours very, too long.
0: Very. Far. I top out at like five and a half. Six is kind of where I'm just like, all right, let's let's finish tomorrow, I think.
1: Yeah, but like, <laughs> what else am I doing right now?
0: That's touche. There's nothing else going on, but. uh <laughs> Rounding out the two step, this podcast chief art and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Uh,
3: not much. Um, I will say, Megan, you are missing out on our cold snap. Um, it was only like 82 today. So you're really Pleasant. missing the brisk, almost fall weather of Austin,
1: Texas. It's mm. a real shame. It's 57 here. So holy crap. I don't yeah. even know what wow. that is high of 57
0: we're 40s super windy and rainy in Iowa today so it's fucking late fall during all of a sudden
3: yeah. that sounds horrific
0: I don't like it I'm not happy about it but uh what I am happy about Dana is the movie we are watching this week what is it where can we stream it and what is that synopsis
3: um I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you why you're happy about this movie <laughs> but we can get to that <laughs> um We are watching She's All That, and it was my selection, so I shouldn't be too uh, shady towards it. But um, Uh it's available for rent on all the usual places Prime, Apple TV, whatever other ones, probably Voodoo, I don't know.
1: Other things. (laughs) Red
3: Box, I don't know. Um, But I had to pay for it, so I'm salty about that. Um, And the Synopsis Via Rotten Tomatoes, which I took a cursory glance at, so we'll see how this goes.
4: I'm already anti that
3: I'm anti it
0: just from the first line but
3: please Yeah don't. no I think that's why I stopped reading cuz I was really pissed
0: off it's, it's 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 very meta I feel like for yeah. some reason
3: Okay so here we go via Rotten Tomatoes uh in the tradition of Clueless 16 Candles and the Breakfast Club comes a hilarious new comedy about sex style and popularity starring Hollywood's hottest new teenage talent At a snobber's high school in Los Angeles, Laney is not your typical student. In a place that's all about appearances, she's all about art, truth, and making a difference in the world. (laughs) She never attracted much attention until the most popular guy at school bet his buddies. He could transform her into the prom queen. Now he has five weeks to make her over, take her out, and set her up. They have no idea what they're bargaining with.
0: Okay, uh, who was Hollywood's hottest new teenage talent? Was that Freddie Prenz or was that Rachel B. Cook? <laughs> uh, I,
1: don't I don't know any of which any one teenagers, it was. So they were know. all adults. I think Paul uh, there
0: was Walker? one teen in this movie. Maybe yeah. it was Paul Walker. No, I don't know. Paul
3: Paul was old too. Like mm-hmm. I, I think like Rachel and Freddie were like borderline because I think I think she might have been born in like '79, so she might have been 19 when well, this was the
0: one. The one person in this movie who was legitimately age appropriate was Anna Paquin. She was 17 oh and she looks 12, <laughs> but what she looks Karen? so much younger than everyone else.
3: Karen Culkin? Oh,
0: he probably is, but he wasn't playing like, a, you know, a, a, I, he, he also looked like he was about 10. So I, the, the ones who were age appropriate look like children because they're acting alongside full-blown
1: adults.
3: Yeah, um. the
0: Culkins tend to look very young.
3: Okay, but that they are
1: jumping ahead, <laughs> but that is your issue about this write up. Like, don't put this movie next to 16 candles the your club and clueless. That does not yes.
0: belong in that cap. Um, yeah.
1: That is fair. I felt like the clueless, I honestly,
3: as, as I like, I barely read this before I put it in here. Um, I <laughs> thought they were gonna go like clueless. I guess they couldn't have done 10 things I hate about you or like. Some other thing, like, I thought in the grand tradition of adapting, like, old text into teen films, because this mm-hmm. I do it's kind of like Pygmalion, maybe, a little. You know. work for it? Well, no, it's like the story of Pygmalion. <laughs> I don't know. It's an- I, under- I know
0: My Fair Lady. Is that, that the same thing?
3: Yes, so okay. My Fair Lady is based on Pygmalion. Um, gotcha. Which is kind of this, but I don't know. I don't know. But I thought that's what they were going for a yeah. little bit, but either way. I could see that. Um,
1: yeah, 16 Cam... No, this is not a classic. Also, no. it's like a trailer. No, 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 it like no. it trails you off into thinking like there might be like a horror movie component. They have no idea who they're bargaining with. Like what? Right.
0: Yeah, it, gets, it sounds like it gets super dark at the end and it's like I don't they they know who they're bargaining with. Like it's not she doesn't do anything that would yeah. shock them. Um yeah. Megan, we we really briefly kind of touched on some of the cast, but this cast is bananas, so I need you to kind of give us a rundown. I think we should spend some time kind of living in the casting decisions that they made for this movie.
1: Um, yeah, so this cast, uh, I think we could maybe take, you know, a good third part of the podcast to just talk about the cast. Because I think that is one <laughs> of the strongest highlights, um, which is yet very confusing about where the movie ended up just holistically if they had all these people. So I'm, I'm a little bit confused there, but I'm sure we'll dig into it um and I also just one more note before I dive in I also thought the cast was actually more diverse than most that we've seen um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: they may have not portrayed the characters in the best light in in some of the the cases but they had (laughs) characters that weren't white so that was that's true a strong they were sprinkled throughout yeah um but yeah I totally forgot some of these people are in this movie and like it was phenomenal this cast um rachel lee cook as we mentioned plays laney boggs freddie prince jr plays zach seiler which i don't really like that name for him so Mm -hmm.
2: i don't know i don't know where that came from no Um,
1: r.i.p paul walker plays uh Mm -hmm. dean sampson um matthew lillard i totally forgot was in this movie he plays brock hudson In my mind um, then you have Jody Lynn O'Keefe, who plays Taylor Vaughn. Anna Paquin, as we mentioned, who I definitely thought she was like in junior high, maybe like- Looked like married. it. Yeah, in this movie, but apparently she was like, I guess a sophomore, I don't know, something. Plays Mackenzie Seiler, um, Zach's uh, sister. Kieran Culkin, who plays Simon Boggs. Uh, Rachel Lee, or Laney Boggs, uh, brother. Gabrielle Union is in this movie, which she's in a lot of these. I didn't realize. Um, this is her first movie. Oh, really? This is right.
0: She had like three in a row in like a two-year span that were. It was Jeez. this, Bring It On, and um, I forget what the third one was, but she had like three kind of back to back that are all pretty iconic titles.
1: Wow. Um, she plays Katie. Then you have Usher, who, not sure. sure, not sure. I understand why he's in this movie entirely, but. He's the campus Oop. dj and i like him so I'm, I'm i'm okay
3: campus
4: dj is totally normal yeah real- i have
1: questions <laughs> we can come back to what
3: usher sure, we're gonna get it what up. was doing that was like a whole section of my notes i got
1: you <laughs> um little kim plays alex which
0: try sure. I- why not sure, she, she has not. nothing to do with this she does she's a glorified extra
3: does yeah. she have a line i feel like did, she might she has spoken. a couple
0: she has okay. a couple uh, there's, she's got she one. one she has for sure one during the breakup scene mm-hmm. and she has another one um like when they first show up on camera but none of them are consequential lines it's mm-hmm. just like you'll be okay like there, there's no reason to have her in this role instead of any generic person they could have found on the streets and also she was like 28.
1: yeah and- so
0: very and the lines,
1: early. the lines were not done well. It was very uncomfortable. Oh, she's
0: <laughs> not an actress.
1: No. Anyway, um, back to the cast. Do you have? Is it Dule Hill?
0: Oh yeah, it is. Got it.
1: Love yeah. Dule. Mm-hmm. As Preston, I've been practicing, guys. Um, Eldon Henson plays Jesse Jackson, which I did not know was his name. Fulton Reed yeah. plays yeah.
0: Jesse Jackson yes. in this movie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe let me we'll push it. all this shit over here. Oh yeah. my goodness.
1: Clea DuVall plays Misty. Um, Mm -hmm. Kevin, I think it's to say Kevin Pollock plays Wayne Boggs, um, Mm -hmm. Lainey's dad. Tamara Mello plays Chandler. Also, didn't know she had a name in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris Owen plays Derek Funkhauser Rutley. Was his name? (laughs) Yeah. Who
0: was that guy?
1: The guy, the puke guy.
0: Oh, yeah. That one did, thinking, Okay. Oh, I was thinking. I think like the
1: Shermanator. Okay. Yeah. The, the Shermanator. Terminator. The sherman. Sherman,
0: somebody else in mind is Chris Owen for some reason.
1: Yeah. uh There is another Chris Owen. Um, okay. Thank one you. Of the Owen brothers. <laughs> That's,
0: exactly yeah. That's what I thought. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Then you have. Okay. I'm going to screw this up. Uh, sure. Milo. Yeah. Milo Ventimiglia.
4: Ventimiglia. Yeah. This is the
1: Um. So he is in This Is Us for all those listeners who are, um, you know, fans, and yeah. he was a mm-hmm. soccer player in this movie. Jesse from
3: Gilmore Girls and okay. one of the dudes from Heroes. Let's and, he and Rocky and Rocky
4: Junior from Rocky Balboa. Anybody? Uh,
3: yeah, Ding Ding Ding. <laughs> he was
4: Rocky Junior. <laughs> he was Rocky Junior. Uh, he probably had a name, but I'll just call him Rocky Junior. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm
3: gonna go Christopher because I just like the way like Christopher! people with like East Coast accents right? say Christopher.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, we have Flex Alexander, and I'm just—I chose him because I'm like that's a really interesting name to have as an actor. Um, he plays Kadim and then you do have a cameo by Sarah Michelle Gellar, which we'll get into a little bit later. Oh, um, yes. Anyone else I missed from? Uh, I don't.
0: I don't think.
4: Did you, got one? Did you say Tim Matheson?
1: I did I miss not. That? But I was—it was on. I was on the fence about putting him in.
4: He, yeah, he plays. Uh, plays Zach's dad. And he's the he's one of two people from the West Wing, one of my favorite shows, Harlan Siler, and uh, Dulé is the other from the West Wing, both in this. I movie.
0: will say, uh, Flex Alexander, you guys might know from one of the worst TV shows of the late 90s called Homeboys in Outer Space. No, that's, that's, it is, that's it is exactly what it sounds like. It was on the WB because of course it was I think it came on yeah. right after the Wayans Brothers. Mm-hmm. but it was flex alexander and a guy who looks an awful lot like d Lo brown and mm-hmm. uh they were it, it was basically a minstrel show in space they were it was uh very unfortunate um their spaceship was like a cadillac lowrider spaceship it was not oh yeah okay not a That's great good. representation of black folk in the future mm-hmm. not afrofuturism in the least bit
3: I didn't know he like where was he in this movie i missed that i he was I, one of
0: the he was one of the rappers when they had their oh, rap battle oh, okay
1: because yep, i stopped paying we're gonna
0: attention get to that
3: i was just like nope are you mm-hmm. sure
1: because he has a name i thought so no his name is kadeem in the movie i think he's just like one of one of their group the friends yeah oh, i thought
0: he was one of the rappers
1: there's three people who are credited as the rap battlers which i was like oh god okay I, I was like none of these are actually rappers why didn't Lil kim play one of those roles i'm not sure it made some sense and
0: also ursher could have been in that i don't know what they were doing (laughs) like you have actual musicians here
1: oh my god
3: this might be Mm -hmm. i think this is our movie with our second movie with like an oscar winner we should probably actually be keeping track of this Um, (laughs) because anna paquin was an oscar winner at the time she was in this movie so
0: yeah it's wild
3: I don't, I don't really. They didn't
0: use her at all. <laughs> don't,
3: don't and then she went it. on
4: to get bitten by vampires every week on True Blood. That,
0: that didn't happen. Soak his stack house. I never watched that. I, I, remember <laughs> you, I remember sitting in the room when you guys watched that. Like, what the fuck is going on in my house right now? I was huh? so thrown well, off. Tony and I said we would give it three
4: episodes and we'll see what's what. And it's addicted that first season. I'll tell you. You guys so are so good. great. It's
0: it. Terrible. It gets so, so bad. So At the time bad. it was me and Bobby watching um we would watch Big Love and then you guys would watch True Blood. And mm-hmm. I think we had the better choice of those two. I'm kind uh, of incorrect. Anyways. Incorrect. Well, okay. well <laughs> so to
4: okay, let's get into it, So, the other, so, <laughs> so one's got no, vampires. No 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 no. <laughs> the other's got <laughs>
0: <really> <laughs> Vampires Well and I, I'm not I'm not convinced that there were no vampires in Big Love. Because oh. uh, well, now you now I'm intrigued. Part, sincerely yours harlan green might have been the vampire that dude's fucking weirdo we're off on a tangent here um let's get us back on track here uh was there anybody else from the from the cast that we feel like deserves some more attention because for me i i don't recognize that clea duvall had a career in teen movies because i've never seen most of the ones that she's in What?
3: she's in the yeah. faculty it's uh, a great one i know
0: Great. I, I've not seen the faculty. I'm aware of it. Good. Uh, she's also in. She's got a cameo in um, Can't Hardly Wait. Yep, she, that's exclusive. Yeah,
1: that's what I know
0: her as. Yeah, see, I only know her really from Veep, where she plays Catherine's girlfriend that becomes Catherine's wife, who Selena well, hates.
3: She's originally <laughs> Selena's uh, secret service bodyguard.
0: Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> and I yeah. love her on that show because she doesn't crack a smile one time. She is unflappable. She's super serious, um, very dry. But I, in this movie, I was uncomfortable the, with most of what she did.
3: Well, because yeah. she plays like a dark character. She's also in like Girl Interrupted. She was in a bunch of like smaller, like I think indie movies with like Natasha mm. Lyonne. Um, mm. I didn't realize she was on the show Popular. That's a they need Love to put Popular. that on streaming ASAP. I missed that show. That um, show was great. Yeah, she's been like in a lot of like smaller things. Oh, she's in the Grudge. Yeah. I didn't know that. So she's, and she's also just
0: pop up and stuff. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's the same way that I didn't realize that Paul Walker had like a career before uh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> True. Like I've got blind spots here in my in my filmography.
1: I will say, career is a stretch of a word based on <laughs> his acting.
2: He was in some things.
1: Okay. Well, I mean the skull like we've already talked about him in this and the skulls and i think one other movie and i think he's just not very good at acting Is what we've
0: he's not
1: at, at least in he, he got better
0: at it later on but yeah. boy howdy he was rough it
1: was just nice to look at like he was maybe very he nice to look at.
3: <laughs> maybe he could have had some like keanu reeves because i feel like people used to say the same thing about keanu like yeah he didn't really have like depth or like mm-hmm. now i love i would like fight someone over keanu reeves now i love that because no no
4: because he (laughs) did he was neo he said whoa a lot and then he started kicking ass as john wick and
0: now he's he can do whatever he wants pretty cool yeah pretty cool dude yeah his career arc is pretty fucking wild that deserves its own podcast Yeah. yeah um now uh i think it's time that we kind of go around here and give some memories of uh our experiences with this movie before the podcast, if we have any Dave, what was your experience with this movie before the podcast?
4: Oh, it was about 24 hours ago. I okay. bought it on Amazon. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I'd, I'd obviously seen the advertising for it. Cause this was like eighth grade. So I would have been start, been starting to pay attention to like ads for movies and stuff. It just, just didn't happen. Just didn't see it. Didn't care to see it. I do like Rachel Lee cook. She's pretty cool. I I did see Josie and the Pussycats, but I never went back and saw um, She's All That. So no previous experience other than watching it yesterday.
0: All right. Dana, how about you?
3: Um, I don't think I saw this movie in high school. I think I was, like, incredibly offended by it back then. I don't know why. Like, I watched a lot of trash. Uh I still watch a lot of trash movies. But I definitely, like, I think made a point not to see this. But then I think I saw it in college and was like, oh, it's not atrocious and um matthew willard's like dance sequence to give it to me baby by rick james like inspired me so much that it became my ringtone for the next few years oh my god um because i just (laughs) forgot how great that song was so i definitely like didn't see it in high school watched it in college and was like ah this is fine it's not great it's not like in the pantheon of great teen movies from the late oh wait am i going too far hang on nope i'll save that for a second
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a teaser folks uh, Megan how about you what was your experience prior to the podcast
1: I've definitely seen it I want to say I saw it in high school I do remember the dance scene but I had no recollection of any of these people being in the movie other than Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook so I don't know if that's I mean that's fair
0: when, you know, when, when they started going over who's in the plot of this when the, the credits started rolling I was dumbfounded by the, the depth and breadth of this of this cast uh i had never seen this before either um i was kind of generally aware of the plot um but i think as i watched it most of my knowledge of the plot came from the trailer for not another teen movie which i also never saw Mm. (laughs) so i think i remember a couple of things that were obviously alluding to this movie from that one and those things kind of stuck out to me but yeah i didn't I had never seen this. I had never seen any of it before at all. So this was a fresh one for me. Um, Dave, did this make the grade for you or should they have held this back? Nah, wasn't good. Oh, what, hot, wasn't, take. Wasn't, hot take, easy.
4: You know, it just wasn't entertaining, partially ridiculous. And, I'm, and I wasn't <laughs> feeling the, uh, I, I wasn't really feeling the whole uh, Clark Kent Superman glasses thing. If you just take those off, you'll, you'll be somebody completely different.
0: That's a little bit too easy. Yeah, too easy. Oh, uh, Dana, how about you? Do you agree with Dave here? Was it bad?
3: Um, it's, it's not good. Um, it's definitely, <laughs> for all of the talent we just laid out in yeah. the, like, the cast list, which, hey, they have to work with what was given to them. Um, mm-hmm. I think Freddie Prince. I was like impressed. I was like, oh, he's a better actor than I remember because he really sells his lines. Um True. but uh no, it's not good. Um and I think I was just like, it's again, I'm being so nice lately. Uh this you showed up to class, you made a movie, <laughs> you're gonna pass here,
0: but like I'm not <laughs> happy about a feature-length it. Film.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you you clocked in right at an hour thirty or whatever. Almost
0: on the dot. It was almost exactly an hour and 30.
3: Yeah.
1: So it's fine. It was fine.
0: All right. Big yeah. sis, where does this come down for you?
1: I mean, it was clearly originally like two and a half, three hours, like one of our early podcasts <laughs> and they were like, shit, we have to get this into an hour and 30 minutes because like nothing makes sense. Nothing connects to anything. Um, I like, you know, even against just the good old-fashioned bet movies that we've seen, you know, like uh, Mean Girls and John Tucker Must Die and all those things, like, it's really at the bottom of those, (laughs) you know, and just, like, in in the general, like, it had... I don't even think, like, the storyline had potential, but, like, the people had potential to make it better, but they were... It was, like, their first movie ever, so... I I'm an, I don't even know if I'm gonna let it pass. Ooh. Oh is it is a wow. D plus a pass?
0: It just is barely. Stellar. You never got any of those, but yeah, just barely. Okay. Uh so for me, I, I'm gonna go on a limb here a little bit. This made the grade for me. Um y'all, it's a bad movie. It's not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fancy this up, but it's also like exactly what I had in mind when we first started talking about this podcast. Like it is super dumb. The movie is dumb. The stakes, like I said, are incredibly low. Uh, There is so much like fashion and trendiness going on everywhere. There's all these references to 90s MTV, which was basically the wallpapering of my youth. Um, It's basically every element of like turn of the millennium teen culture and trends and all that piled on top of each other. also a part that comes near the end of the movie that I really loved and uh I'm sure we're gonna spend some time talking about it and I'll let you guys know what it is when we get on to it but it just this is this is such a dumb like it's it's for sure the kind of thing we would have watched on repeat in high school just because it's it's quotable it's really stupid nothing matters um the acting is easy to make fun of there are enough like sort of standalone things that are ridiculous that I think 16-year-old me would have really vibed with. So for me, this made the grade, Dana, you look incredulous.
3: So you're saying like, <laughs> oh, this is something we totally would have watched in high school. You were in high school. And you never
0: I played. didn't see it then.
3: That's what I'm saying, like,
1: it, you but didn't do it. But if I would have it. seen
0: it, if I would have seen it, I would have watched it. I, I think so. I think...
1: You would have watched the, a bunch I, of Julia Stiles running around with their acting still? Because <laughs> like, that's what this movie was. <laughs> oh.
0: But again, at 16, like, yeah, probably. I think I, I think I might have. I think my taste was not great. Uh, I was not a very discerning, you know, cinemaphile or whatever you call them shits. It just, um, yeah, I, I would I would have laughed way too much about some of these scenes at that time, and I think that would have kept me kept me into it. And unlike Dave, I was never bored in this. It moved quickly. Like I was I was bored by one scene where they decided to get like serious and emotional for no goddamn reason. But mm. I think aside from that, it moved quickly enough. Um, yeah, I had fun watching this big old piece of shit.
1: Um, mm. I can't wait yeah, till not... we hear what Roger Ebert says. Oh,
0: I
4: <laughs> hey, you know what? Get ready—he <laughs> surprised us. In the past. It's good. He has
0: surprised us. Uh, while we're on the topic of Ebert, does anybody have any fun facts?
3: Um, I'll get mine out of the way. Um, okay. So they shot this movie in the same high school that they shot Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Um, so Sarah Michelle Gellar makes a brief, no like no words. I guess no speaking, no dialogue. There it is. I got to it. There you go. <laughs> um, cameo in the cracked pepper cafeteria scene where she just waves off Simon Boggs. when he's offering. I have offering so him. many questions Crack. about that scene. Pepper. Cracked, pepper. cracked pepper on roller skates that, or something. Uh,
0: yep, that, that scene deserves some attention. when we get let we get into the discussion here.
3: Okay, that was it.
0: Uh, yeah. Anybody else
4: have any? Yeah, man. The Roger Ebert sentiment's pretty. <laughs> Well shared with most of us. Uh, Gave it two and a half out of four. Uh, okay.
3: Says, One and a half too high. No, I'm just
4: <laughs> it, it, is, it is, quote, not a great movie, but it has its moments. Let's see. And uh, to give the movie credit, it's as bored with the underlying plot as we are. Even the prom queen election is only a backdrop for more interesting material. As, she, as She's All That explores differences in class and style and peppers its screenplay with very funny little moments. Okay.
0: But, but Ebert the, and I are on the same page.
4: Yeah, but even better, his uh, reviewing partner, Gene Siskel, this was the last film he ever reviewed before he oh. passed away. Oh, shame. no. He, he, yeah, he passed <laughs> oh, away in February 1999, and this movie came out Super Bowl Sunday, '99, just before he passed away. And, oh, uh, God, he, Siskel. And he gave it a positive review, three out of four stars. He wrote that uh, Rachel Lee Cook, as Lainey, the plain Jane object of the makeover, <laughs> is forced to is forced to demonstrate the biggest emotional range as a character, and she's equal to the assignment.
2: Really?
3: So, do you-
0: yeah, par- apparently she had an emotional breakdown outside that party. I
3: yeah. think I think uh, Freddie had to do more, like okay. get- emotionally. 'Cause he starts off like we don't have to well you can get I don't know if we want to do this here, but I have like I have reasons to say that. And I'm not just like sucking up to Freddie Prince Jr. because yeah, well, he's, like he's your close personal friend. And we're trying to get yeah. him on the pot.
4: <laughs> it turns out there were a couple of people who wrote on this movie. The official credit goes to R. Lee Fleming Jr. as the he's the sole writer based with with the guild on IMDB. But uh Contributions and it was polished by M. Night Shyamalan while he was writing. Oh my script. God! What? His first spec script he was writing for The Sixth Sense and he got a job polishing this movie. Apparently, a few of his scenes were included. So, wow. this, is, oh. this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie, technically. But uh, damned.
3: Guys, what do you think the twist was that was cut
1: out? What do you think? <laughs> I she went, mind. well, uh, back, going back to that um, synopsis, they have no idea who they're bargaining for. It makes so much mm-hmm. more sense in M. Night Shaman. Right. Yeah. What what she carried sure... them in the original one, yeah. or she was <laughs> dead the whole time.
3: I, I thought about.
0: she was going to carry them. I th- I'm pretty sure the twist is that that magical, mystical black art teacher was like a witch or a ghost or some shit. She, she, she carried like, sage advice. She, <laughs> she <laughs> carried a feather as a all the time. <laughs> and there well, were a couple of
1: they were talking yeah. about like you should kill yourself. Like that was Yes.
0: Clea told her to kill herself to become famous.
1: Oh that's hey, sad.
0: you guys, let's 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 not let's not drag this out. Let's get into this uh, let's get into this recap here. Dana, <laughs> where do you want to start?
3: Okay, because I think it's like the first voice you hear. We have to talk about uh, Mr. Ursher Raymond himself. Which I wrote which apparently <laughs> just in the notes as Yay. DJ user. I forgot the H in there. Um, DJ user. Oh, my. <laughs> um, oh. Is he a student? Is he a student teacher? Like, like, who is he? I had so many fucking else? thoughts.
0: He's the campus I, I couldn't, make, I couldn't <laughs> make heads or tails of this. He's he stuck in California, for well, California. At first, I thought he was a student. I'm like, all right, he's probably a student. Yeah. But then he was also the DJ at prom rather than an attendee. So I assume he works as part of the faculty. I don't know why he's there. Uh, so, it sounds like he just plays music all day with him. There's a couple of times I'm going to spin one for blah, blah. This you're, you're just playing music during school?
3: I guess like instead of having like a school news channel or like PA announcements, it was like Usher. <laughs> But then at the same time, it was like he knew all the gossip. Was it like a local radio station? Like, it it could have been like a school, right? Like, there were so many questions. Um, Also, I don't think Usher was on set ever. I think they just locked Homeboy in a room for like two (laughs) hours and were like, say this, now say that, now say this, (laughs) now say that. Like, he wasn't even at prom. He wasn't even
0: at prom. He's not even in the shot with anybody else at prom. I think he was there for 30 minutes. (laughs) He showed up for part of one day to shoot all of the scenes (laughs) and that was it.
1: Right, which mm-hmm. is the only place a DJ would have actually made sense. <laughs> it
0: was prom. but like he was his character. His character was there. You just don't see him with anyone else at the prom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Dana said, his main job seems to be giving out all the hot goss. Yeah. Like, he knows all the gossip and just, like, spreads it openly throughout the entire school.
3: Just, but Via the like PA, he, yeah, to it, everybody. But it's, he, like, never leaves his room but he also taught everybody a dance through the radio.
0: Yup. Um, that dance, should we talk about that by itself? Now doesn't wait until <laughs> we get to the prom. Because that dance, this, okay, I'm, I'm taking the reins here. That made me so happy. I texted you guys when it started, and I'm like, this, I, I was smiling so, I was dumbfounded. I was just like, Okay, so this is what we're doing. We're just gonna, and it, 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 we we are not selling this properly. If you guys haven't seen this, I'm I'm sure it's already like on YouTube by itself. This is not a choreographed dance number. This is a fucking flash mob. Like this goes on. There are solos. There are soul train lines. There are it was like a back and forth duel with like neck motions. And he's calling out different groups. And now we're gonna do the punch. And I'm like, this would have taken you guys months of practice daily yeah. after school uh-huh. f- fucked me up
1: i i literally wrote down a flash mob what is the point of this
0: <laughs> it was so fun i said there were so many there's no
1: stakes there were so many other valuable things that we could have discussed <laughs> or focus on to make the movie make sense
0: and then you even have Lainey knows the dance and is doing the dance all half-assed because she's upset I'm like so you were also at these practices like you were also showing up to this
3: so wait everybody like starts doing it but when it gets into like (laughs) full motion it's only I think the only people who are actually doing it from the main cast are Jodie Lynn O'Keefe and like Gabrielle Union like no one else from the main cast is in any of the dance scenes so I was just like you made them, how much was it where they were like, we're not doing this? Like, no, like Freddie Prinze was like, I'm not dancing. Rachel I like, I like no. like,
0: I can't, I think it was kind like of can't thing. I think it was like a Julia Stiles, I don't want to embarrass myself because I can't dance. I'll let you guys take it. And Jodie Lynn O'Keefe was not just in it. She had like a solo. She was <laughs> going back and forth with some dude we had never seen before. It was oh. a lot to handle. And I, it, it was set to um, the Rockefeller skank oh, by- that was uh, brother. Well, it, it, I thought it was Funk Soul Brother 2, oh, but it turns nice. out it's actually called The Rockefeller Skank by yep. Fatboy Slim. And it, I was thinking to myself, like, there were, they could have done other songs that would have made this, like, they were all so big at the time, and it would have been a complete fucking disaster. Could have been too close by next, which would have been fantastic to watch them have a, a song and dance about a boner. <laughs> but the fact that they picked this one, and I'm just like, this. this is timeless for me. I was. I was loving everything about this. When it ended, I was sad. <laughs> it's like I couldn't use, I watched it again today because it was so much fun.
3: It just makes no sense. like oh, none. At, at any point. But also, it's like the only thing I associate with that song that I don't know the name of, apparently. Um, what was it? Gangster <laughs> Flop? Rockefeller's
0: Gank. <laughs>
3: Rockefeller's Gank. Gangster Flop? Yeah, it's good.
4: <laughs> I like your, your, your title better right about meow
3: <laughs> oh, but yeah man. I only associate it with that part of this movie that I've probably only seen a handful of times like not even a handful I think I've seen this movie maybe three times tops that, that's um, the
4: number of times to watch this movie
3: but yeah but like he's like let's do that dance I taught you and I just yeah. it makes no sense now DJ it's happened. do that
0: dance I taught you check it out now I'm like oh my God, what
3: Oh, man, oh, it was
0: wild. Oh, it made me so happy. It made me so happy. Yeah. I, I, the, it's just, I've listened to a number of different podcasts kind of talk about this sort of era of movie and TV show. I think the NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour had a good episode a couple of years about like turn of the millennium TV and movie culture. And they're like, there's a very clear line of demarcation before and after 9-11. And like before 9/11, oh. everything was dumb, and there was nobody had any concerns. That's why like 90s TJF is so much fun. There's no oh, serious yes. plots. There's no serious elements. No one has any real worries. Like the worst worry is like I have a zit before Homecoming.
1: Uh, and then Stephanie 9/11. Had a Stephanie Tanner had a, a eating disorder.
0: She had an eating disorder. No, that was DJ had the eating disorder. Wait,
1: I thought yeah. it was the chick of Growing Pains, the sister. Oh
3: well. well, well she had a seen.
0: real eating disorder, and, and oh, real. Okay. hers hers was actually Tracy.
3: I thought
0: we got that yeah. on the show. No, so that was that was she had a real problem. She caught it on the show even, and led into a room. But even then, DJ Tanner had an eating disorder for like 17 minutes of one episode. Yeah. It never came back up. It was there was Stephanie had the drunk driving accident with Gia, which also was there for one episode and never came back up. And then it's like stuff stuff that happened after 9-11, a lot of these teen movies had like a more serious tone and they had like heavier elements and so this this dance number is so pre 9 11 team nonsense like they never explained it they never felt the need to put any context it was just we have an hour and 26 minute long movie we really want to hit an hour and 30.
3: I guess we'll give them some slack with that but I think this is actually like a good I was going to bring this up later actually I didn't really have there's no order this guys it's real loose today there's no need
0: so. it. Really this movie <laughs> had an order anyway it's fine
3: but I think that like points it out it's that like the tone and like the choices they made of like having a choreographed dance (laughs) sequence led by DJ Usher Raymond that made like, it just made no sense. And I just think this movie was like all over the place where Zach's constantly like flashing into other scenes. Um, Like he's in the spring break flashback. He's in multiple real world flashbacks. Like it's just they just like put these like weird things in there and the stuff that was like meant to be dramatic, like I think Megan, you mentioned it, where stuff is brought up and it like doesn't go anywhere, like, um, like I think the stuff with Zach, his college choice. I don't know why this was a. Did we need this?
0: I didn't need it. Didn't didn't make any sense. Oh I oh oh you got into all of the Ivy League schools. Oh no, what are you oh, gonna oh, do? Man, look at all of these. Oh yeah, oh my god, no way i think yeah. there, there was moments where i kind of felt like um some of the absurdist stuff would have fit really well with rock and roll high school
2: mm-hmm. dj
0: usher would have been finding that the weird art show they don't know that we need to get into <laughs> but that, that. The weird that, art that belongs that belongs in rock that. and roll high school uh laney's outfit for her falafel serving job <laughs> belongs in rock and roll high school the dance number belongs in rock and roll high school like th- this movie did not have that absurd tone throughout so these things just happen <laughs> they don't make any sense connect to anything they come out of fucking nowhere and then it's just like that's a rhythm that happened right back to the movie clear Duval with the clown paint
3: <laughs> yeah well it <laughs> like, matched it didn't make her, any sense. i think it matched her piece of artwork that was meant to show who she was i don't know it was well, yeah, yeah she like, was blackout and drunk and it was expertly applied also, well, cause Lady did it to her, but also there's no way she had any of that color palette in her makeup bag. So like let's not we'll just explore insane.
1: <laughs> Wait, can you can we just hold on what you just said about like the real world daydreams? Like
0: absolutely we can Like
1: what we're we're going back in time and we're doing a daydream, like what dream sequence? Like that is from a different movie. Like, why did we just I'm so confused.
0: It was completely unnecessary. I, I feel like we said before there was like a three hour long version of this movie. I think what happened is they filmed it and it's like, okay guys, it's an hour and five minutes. Um, we fucked up. Uh, what can we do to, to pad this out a little bit? Let's just let's just do some more some more standalone shit that doesn't need to be in there.
3: Honestly, yeah, we'll do it. Because if you notice in the one, uh, real world nightmare daydream whatever. Rachel Lee's hair is, Rachel Lee Cook's hair is so different than it has been at yep. any point in this movie that they were like, months. Rachel, you gotta come back. We, got we <laughs> gotta pad. We got back
0: in months later.
3: <laughs> we do we, we don't have enough movie. Like,
0: it just. I <laughs> really recognized her in that scene. We got the rights she to real world. The same character. Character. We,
4: we got the rights to real world. Let's, let's just milk it. Let's put all <laughs> the real world references we can get, every single possible idea that we have, let's put it in there
3: it was something else let's
4: let's put pretty prince in a flashback yeah why not sounds yeah. like a good idea it's a good yeah.
3: idea it's so because he's like walking through this yeah the spring break stuff i think just like one thing i know at the end of this i was definitely like watching it and the credits roll and i'm like huh this was a teen movie but like what type of teen movie i was like it's not funny it wasn't really i was like is this a teen rom-com is it a drop like it just i had no it's a sense?
0: rom-com where none of the jokes land. Okay. <laughs> it's basically okay. what it is. Yeah. They were telling a lot of jokes. Just very few of them connected.
3: Yes. Um, I just was like, is teen a genre? It's just teen. Like that was It's, a
1: it's teen, teen movie.
0: This it's one teen, was. A teen, This was a, a yeah. legit teen movie about teens doing a, teen shit.
1: A general teen. <laughs> just,
0: yeah, a mainstream a movie. Main, a mainstream movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, while we're on this topic of uh, the real world and MTV Spring Break, I I loved the real world. I, there was a conversation between me and Dave before we even talked to Megan, I think, about doing this, where I was like, what if we just picked like a different season of the real world from the 90s and did a recap of that. Can't find them anywhere. They're not available for free anywhere. I think you can buy some of them for like four bucks a piece or whatever on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, MTV, episode? are you doing? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, MTV, why are you not streaming this anywhere at all? Like this should be, this was like your, the, the best thing that MTV ever did in terms of like original programming. And they especially, have not.
1: Especially during a pandemic, like that's yeah. yes. millennials I need, would have watched all of it. Yeah. Yes.
0: I would have watched, I mean, you have every episode of 16 and pregnant up there, which I also do oh. enjoy, but you're not going to show me the real world. Um, I wanted to go around, Megan, if it'd be hard for you, given your lack of MTV as a youth. Does, does anybody have a favorite uh, real world season that comes to mind? Because I
4: have Seattle. one that I love. Seattle, 1998. Seattle. That
3: good.
4: The slap heard around the world, man. That, in the that is face. A, she just runs out there as she's leaving. He slaps in his face. She in had a
0: Lyme disease. <laughs>
2: Uh, threw and then she
0: starts crying animals. in the backseat. Like he oh he god. threw her bear. He threw her bear into Puget Sound or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and yeah, it's just terrible. the
4: and oh, in Vegas. I mean, come on. The way Vegas, Trishel, yeah, Trishelle coming from like a small conservative little town and just getting to Vegas and immediately just going wild,
3: having Austin a great time.
0: Shit. Yeah, I, mean,
3: I appreciate how crazy Vegas was. But, real world was never the same after that season. Like it was truly that was the end. That was like I think like Chicago was when I think like nine eleven happened during Chicago and that was crazy to have to bring in stuff for them to watch. Um, I can't remember when this one was, but um, I think New Orleans is a great one. Is that one we get? Yeah,
0: that was that was before Las Vegas. Okay,
3: and then I think New York too is pretty good. When we get Cora and is that like Mike, the guy who becomes a wrestler, the Miz. The Miz. Yeah. Oh, the Miz.
0: Yeah. See, for me, I loved, so I loved Seattle. Um, I'm with Dave on that one. It's a uh, one. there were my two favorite were two that we have not yet brought up. So Ooh. number two for me is Hawaii. Um, I love okay. tech. Ruthie had a serious alcohol addiction. I had a big, big crush on Amaya. Um, and I can't remember the dude that she was super in love with. I just remember being like 12 and going like, dude, hook up with her. <laughs> What's wrong with you? She's chasing you around the house, like begging you to hook up with her. And you're just like, oh, I don't know. So that one stuck out to me. And then also uh, Boston, I love mm. with uh, Cyrus um, lived in a firehouse, which was cool as shit. Like, I feel like that was, that was kind of the one that, I think resonated the most with me that I kept on coming back to whenever it was on when I was a kid. I don't really know what it was about Boston, but um, I think Genesis was on that one. And yeah. she was maybe like the first bisexual or lesbian character that I'd ever seen on TV. I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's gonna make out with the girl. That'd be cool. I'm 11, um, but yeah, <laughs> so- I'm 11. I, I love that. <laughs> what I, 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 I wish they would just bring back the real world where it's like seven average looking people That are just going to be in a house being average. We're not going to like have their exes show up or it's not seven supermodels who are all there to hook up with each other. It's just like regular ass people. They're going to fight. Like they're going to fight guys. This is going to happen eventually. Um, This movie made me nostalgic for 90s MTV in a way that I don't think anything else has in a long time for me.
1: And, And listeners, just to let you know, I'm nodding along like I know what everyone's talking about, but I have no idea because I think I maybe saw like three episodes. Oh,
4: MTV sorry. was a network for you. MTV was a
0: network. Real World was a show. Yeah,
1: okay. it's all there, man. It was
0: seven strangers picked to live in a house to find out what happens. People I do know being, the premise. I start being real. So.
1: yeah, I know the premise because we did. We had to do a skit in uh, college, and I was a dancer in the skit, and it was um, the Real World Mizzou. So
0: oh, I bet that was a thing.
3: So does that mean, Megan? You also never watched MTV Spring Break? Which we're all, I Hopefully, people have seen this Ooh, movie. These are these are big plot points. Boy, Not big, big plot points, but like
1: um, I have seen. Like I've seen a real world. I've seen a road, road <laughs> Rules. I've seen no, like but an just MTV Spring Break.
0: But just, MTV I, Spring
1: Break. I've seen like snippets.
0: Foundational. It was the coolest. I
3: like, couldn't I, wait I, I to go like to college call. to go on spring break. Like I was like, oh man, this is going to be amazing. And then like, I don't, I think they stopped doing them. Like, right, right. I don't know.
0: I, I don't planted know. myself in front of the TV and like would not move during MTV spring break. And it was the first time I ever saw Limp Biscuit was at an MTV spring break live performance. They had, they were like a fresh new up and coming band at one point. Um, so many butts, so many moves <laughs> and like drunk people falling down and puking everywhere. Wait, was
4: um, w- was that the one where, where they were on the stage and there was like a pool and everyone was watching while they were oh, in the yeah. pool? yeah, that was yeah.
0: Uh, I remember fat that. Fat pun also on that same show. Mm. Big pun, not fat pun. Jesus, fat pun. <laughs> um, did anybody have any MTV Spring Break worthy stories from their own Spring Breaks?
4: <sighs> MTV worthy? No, I I just mostly went to Vegas with with my friends and we drank too much but we did see uh one of the hotels get demolished and the, and the smoke followed us back to our hotel that was kind of cool. pretty cool especially when, when you're gone, in tv you're just like you dude, push the that, plunger dude that hotel was
0: was standing now it's not standing so, that's <laughs> pretty up. cool pretty cool yeah i never went on spring break i used to i'd come back to neighborhood to work every spring break instead and just like make a whole bunch of money working like open to close every day for the spring break. But my college roommate who, um, freshman year, the other drunk Dave, um, I, I'm sure that as this podcast goes on, I will tell a lot of stories about him. This one, he went on spring break freshman year. Uh, he, to set the stage, I'm going to say he must have been about 350 pounds or so. Um, he had one really lazy eye. Um, that was like real lazy, like it's basically just there for decoration. Um, He had a degenerative hip disease, so he had a bad limp when he walked and then also meant that he couldn't put socks on because he couldn't bend down to get his socks on. Uh, So he wore the same pair of sneakers with no socks every day to walk all across campus in the heat. So you can imagine what his feet smelled like. But he came back from spring break with the biggest, gnarliest sunburn I've ever seen in my life that covered his entire belly. And from spring break until the end of the school year, he would come back from class, take off all of his clothes except for his whitey tighties, and um, like sit in the chair under his loft and like gently rub, I'm going to assume, calamine lotion all over his belly. And that would go on from like 4 p.m. until about 9 at night. So you could imagine how much the ladies loved that when I would try to bring him back to spit game as an 18-year-old. Didn't work, guys. That's spoiler alert. That's terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm good.
1: Not good. Yeah, my, my spring breaks are about as exciting as my um, <laughs> my high school watching <laughs> spring breaks <laughs> like <laughs> I I like you, Crooks had to work, um, but all of my uh, sorority sisters from Alpha Chi went to Vegas um, for spring break. It was like two different classes. It was like 20 people. So many good stories. Don't know how some of them are still friends with each other. Took years for some of those (laughs) things to get stitched back together. But I I hear all about it and everyone's like, were you there? And I'm like, no, not guys.
0: I think that's a common thing with with college girls that go on spring break with each other. Uh, We have a friend we used to call The Roof, and his sister A-Roof was in a sorority at University of Illinois. they had a spring break. I think it must've been my senior year where they came back and none of them were even speaking to each other anymore. And that went on, I think maybe up till the modern day, they played a game called hot seat, which we adapted to our own devices where it was like, you sit in a chair, everyone can ask you whatever question they want to ask you. And you have to answer truthfully, which like with a bunch of dudes playing it. It's just like a raunchy gross game where we're all like cracking up laughing. We played it with girls one time and it got so serious so fast everyone was crying. There were a lot of screaming matches that happened. I'm like, you guys play this game differently than how we play it. Yeah, they played it during spring break, and I think it ruined all of their friendships.
3: Hmm. That's about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
3: Um, well, the spring break of it all <laughs> really does <just laughs> a device to get to. The main device in the movie is that, you know, and again, folks have seen the movie, but just to refresh anyone's memory is that popular dude Freddie prince's popular girlfriend goes to spring break and starts dating a dude on the real world so she dumps his 28 ass. years
2: old
3: yeah the age is <laughs> and it, what everybody's doing yuck. in this movie yeah just lots of problems with it but it leads to we could also pivot right into what's your problem with this Like. I mean the the movie just jumps right in. And again, this is that tone problem with this movie, but basically because uh Taylor Vaughn brings which is a great name. Like I feel like That's a good I forgot man. like how great that name was. Um Taylor Vaughn breaks up with Zack Snyder, aka Freddie Prinze. I'm just gonna call him that the rest of the movie. Um and he's like, Who does she think she is? <laughs> uh, which I was like, who the Ways to talk about women in this movie. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but he's like, she's totally replaceable. I could bump monkeys with any girl in the school. Gross. Um, But it leads to a bet where they think that he can turn any girl into a prom queen in six weeks because he is Zack Snyder. Um, let me see if I have this uh, quote properly from Paul Walker. Um, I believe. Wait, uh, he has a quote? There's a quote he <laughs> says at some point, kind of before this a little bit, uh, uh, that uh, Zack Snyder, Tyler, you're like a standout athlete, all around badass, Mamba Jahamba. And, yep, Mamba yes, Jahamba. I rewound it and put the credits on multiple times. So <laughs> Mama, how does one Mama spell Juhamba. Mama Juhamba? Um So yeah, like this is what I'm saying at the beginning of the movie. Like, like it's just kind of gross. And Zach, like Freddie Prince, is even very gross too in this. Where like yeah. he's like, I can deal with this one or that. Like I think when they point out Laney Boggs, um, he's like, No, I. Have I can this do- exact quote. Oh, do you have the quote, please? Yeah, because-
0: I have the exact quote. It's fat. I can handle weird boobs, bad personality, maybe some sort of a fungus. I'm like. Really? Like this weird is, boobs? This is you weird, boobs, weird boobs. Weird <laughs> boobs. Um, then, like, I think it might have been right before that there was some poor girl who doesn't even have any lines who were just like innocently walking by, and they're objectifying her and probably about know, she's like a decent rack, but only they did this and that. I'm just like, God damn, dude, yeah. what is wrong with you guys? Um, also, while we're talking about some of the problematic things, Jesse. I think only exists to eat lunch food and be like body shamed in this movie. Like he yep. he eats he eats like junk food all the time. Um, Laney, who is supposed to be his best friend, makes fun of him for eating junk food a lot. He's they have a a running gag at the prom that is actually a little bit funny, where he is like out of breath from running ten feet at a stretch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. That, that stuff, to me, is problematic. But what I was most bothered by were the racial elements of this movie. Um, so, basically, all of the Black characters, except for uh, Gabrielle Union's character, I think they're basically all just tokens. Like, Preston... I mean, I, I don't know why... He doesn't have any character depth at all. He doesn't really do much in the movie but he has a line where he's like on behalf of all black people like stop it and I'm like okay so this is what this is what you're doing huh this is your whole your whole thing um and there's and also I will uh, say
1: though as i mentioned earlier like at least in an all white movie that wasn't about like the bad the bad part of town
0: yes there they could were have made this a lot yeah
1: a lot of actually uh people of color being represented here
0: yes they were they were in the movie Um, And they weren't, they weren't, you know, doing your typical step and fetch it routine. But there was an African dude on the real world who has a clearly super fake accent. Yeah. That was Apu level. Um, And then we we mentioned this a little bit earlier that there's just a scene for no goddamn reason of two black kids freestyle rapping about who they're going to pick for prom queen in like the middle of the school with, I'm gonna assume like a Latinx kid beatboxing at the same time. Yeah. Um, they say the title of the film in their freestyle rap. Uh, as soon as that happened, I'm like,
3: ha they did it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did, did it. it. Right.
0: Here's
3: the thing, again, they probably had forgotten to have the line where someone's supposed to say it got left yeah. on the, like, uh, you, you brown people, come beatbox and
0: freestyle be for us. But you' should really, God.
3: all that.
0: And that friend, vote for Lainey, boss. So she's all that. Like, word. I was just like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing with these two here? Um, and then we, we, I did quick mention the art teacher who is basically just like a Bagger Vance type character in this movie. She shows up to give out like sage advice, and then like vanishes with essentially like tribal drums playing in the background or whatever. Feather,
3: her, her magic feather. Feather. Yes, yeah, she's got a but magic she feather. She had <laughs>
0: she right and like a a yellow erica badu head wrap and a magical feather Uh, what was going on there
3: you said everybody except what was like gabby union's like development
0: well she didn't have any development but also there was nothing that she did or said that would mark her as like being a black character like she could have they could have given her lines to a white character made no difference i think
3: So that's Um, My point was going to be this is where colorblind casting goes wrong. Like, I think they were just like, we'll take whoever. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, that's great. But then sometimes, but then like, make, I don't know, maybe Doulet wanted to say, I'm the half of black people, please stop. But yeah, it was. I mean, perhaps. Yeah, it was interesting. I appreciate the diversity, but then this is where like you have that double edged sword of like.
0: Have a black writer on cast. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I think. Have a black
0: writer in the writer's room.
1: I think it was just they were they were trying because like I honestly think I do think that Gabrielle Union and then Lil' Kim's character could have been white like Preston could have been white. Yeah. So they like. Yeah. They tried. They, they put
0: them on the but, screen. They did right. try. But. um
1: they put them yeah.
0: on screen but they didn't give them anything to do.
1: Right. They didn't give him any substance or any actual. You know, yeah.
0: No, yeah. Including DJ Usher. DJ.
1: Yeah. yeah. DJ Usher. <laughs> Like, wouldn't DJ. he have been friends with
3: these people, or is being DJ not cool? Like it's just—he's
0: probably forty-five.
4: <laughs> like this yeah. full-time job. So it lends credence to the idea that he's a faculty member and not a student, I guess. I think if, yes. if he's—he's not hanging out with these people. I don't know. Yeah.
3: The community service—I don't
0: know.
4: It was just
3: very. Um, um, oh
0: wow! <laughs> work release for Rim.
3: I, yeah, I didn't go that far. Um, he goes back to but... the halfway
0: house after school is over.
3: But yeah, it was just weird. Um I also yeah, like I think we talked about it a little bit, but like the just the language they use towards women. Um I think yes, uh Oscar winner uh in a pack one has to stay <laughs> the line, just because you're a bitch magnet. I was like, oh
0: Yeah. Whoa. She also asked who Lucky Skank was.
3: Yeah. I was like hi oh, yeah, You I doing?
0: Guess. for what? <laughs> Why are hi, you the way that you are?
3: Yeah, so that's, that's some of the stuff which was not great about the film. Um, obviously the bet is atrocious trying to, again, it's like, I think, why is this a trope in teen movies where there has to be some, that like level of deception to get something to happen or just for funsies? I don't know. Cause there's like. The bet in ten things where he's going to deflower her. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was the other one I couldn't remember. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah. been some other ones. So like I didn't, as my notes say, the bet, not because I want to, but because it's the conceit of the whole film. Like the whole no. thing is this ability to turn a. Wait, oh, no, hold on. No, she's, they I'm keep trying lie to lie
0: this grown liking me. Nah, like,
4: like, I,
3: don't
4: it, uh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. I guess America is a capitalist country. We like competition here. Mm -hmm. what can i say and people like to i guess over anything too it's not just competing for uh the promotion competing for i don't know prize money or whatever i guess we gotta compete to try to bed people (laughs) or take them out on a date or win them in some way i I have no idea
3: yeah it was very bizarre and i was going to point out that like they do and i i didn't realize this i think because i've been so brainwashed by like not another T movie but they do go to lengths to try to say that Lainey's not... It, it's not that she's ugly, mm-hmm. despite what the glasses tell you. No,
0: okay. she's a smoke show. But like, she's genuinely good-looking.
3: Yeah, they just call her scary and inaccessible. Like, they keep finding ways to not be like, no, we're not saying this girl's an uggo. Like, we did not say that. We're just saying there are other things about her personality, I guess, that makes her well,
0: my, a problem. My beef, my beef with the bed, um, number one... For 99% of the movie, I was convinced they made a bet with no stakes. It wasn't like, oh, if I win, I get this. If you win, it was just like, oh, I bet I can. I bet you can't. And I'm like, that's your whole, that's your whole bet. And then the, the bet is not what you would expect, where it's like, I can get her to have sex with me, or I can get her to say I love you. But it's, I can make her prom queen. And I'm like, that is dumb. That is not a real bet to have. It's wholesome, but it's also again the lowest possible stakes. And then uh, Dean swooping in at the last minute, shouldn't I really make any bearing on the bet? Like he says, he's going to do it because he's going to win this bet, like by hook or by crook. You taking her to prom is not going to make her not prom queen. Like, I don't understand why he was so like, I'm going to take her. Like for what? What is your problem? I didn't connect that dot. A shitty <laughs> friend.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, like I, shitty I have thoughts about that too,
4: but. Like. He's got to win. He's gotta <laughs> no. win. Someone's gotta
1: win and he wants to win. My mm-hmm. note was back to what you said, Dana, about like um, the portrayal of women and like the fact that they weren't calling her an uggo, but yet the minute she like agreed to go out with Zach, paraded his sister who's a makeup artist in a slinky dress. And I'm like, A, like I, I knew that they, like you could see it in the script, Of like at one moment she's like doing her makeup for no reason, like quite extensively earlier on (laughs) in the film, and then you're like, I don't understand why this is happening. And then she's like the resident makeup artist and hairstylist. And so you're like, so I guess this is supposed to be okay that we're now changing this girl into something? Yeah.
3: It was I also think it's weird that they never really explain until the end of the movie that Anna Packham does not go to school with him or why she doesn't go to the same no, school as her. Never addressed. Just well,
0: I thought she was in middle
1: school. school. <laughs> That's why.
0: Well, she goes to school. I mean, she kind of looks at... But then, I mean, he, he, he brought her as a plus one to prom as the most popular guy in school. You would think you could find somebody else. This whole thing was just like, what... Creaky. You're don't, all over t- the don't place look here. too
3: closely, guys. Just don't, don't <laughs> yeah. look too closely at the plot it's it's, a it's
0: it's great from a distance, but don't don't get up close on it.
3: Yes. Um, um but yeah, so that was just some of the problematic there is like one problematic line. I think it's the only gay line in the movie. Um because I think like what's his or homophobic line. Um what's <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> says to Freddie prince says to rachel lee cook her eyes are beautiful or whatever and then in that weird real world nightmare thing uh-huh. rock hudson gets up and him and goes not to get all mo on you but your eyes are beautiful and i was like oh, yeah. my closed caption said not to get all mellow and i was like no that oh, was mo that's not what he said yeah
0: and then to top it off that hearing that in his dream was enough to scare Freddie prince wide awake sitting up in bed like he was just so horrified by hearing another man say his eyes are beautiful that he snapped out of his dream sequence immediately. <laughs>
1: hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was because he saw Matthew Lillard, but um, <laughs> I mean this is this is a less like serious problematic element, but problematic I believe nonetheless, is like, okay, so this guy, Freddie Prince Jr. Again, I can't get with his name being Zach. Doesn't work for me. <laughs> Um, he is like the smartest kid, the like best looking kid, and then also like must have a a shit ton of extracurriculars and all this other stuff to get into like Harvard, Yale and all these other Ivies. Every Ivy League school. Every Ivy League school. And yet, like in every scene, he is like at home right after school. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like I didn't get into Ivy's um and i was like at 16 after school clubs and programs and like and or doing homework like at all times and so like okay fine maybe like somebody else did your homework because you were like cool but like that wasn't the storyline so i'm like no. what is he actually doing and then also he's in this like he's supposed to be like the rich guy his house is like disgusting Kind of.
4: It's not a, it rich, is not a house. rich house. It is not a rich
1: house, and it's not an LA house. And no. his his room phone is like a desk phone,
4: <laughs> I'm an I'm like office. a doctor's it's, office. It's like a switchboard.
1: I literally line
4: one, line two. Anybody? <laughs> anyone there? Oh. I mean, oh, anyway. had all of
1: those things, and I was yeah. I was dying. And yeah. like the Erector Set dinosaur, but like before. It's not the rector set because that's like metal it
0: connects. Yeah, yes. it was connects.
1: Yes. No, he, and I'm like he
0: was yeah, he connects <laughs> no,
4: he, he, no, he he was, was president. No, we saw him do like one class president thing. I think he was coordinating them, putting together the dance, right? For, yeah, for he was. There. That's really the only thing that, that, that I can recall. I'm not sure if anybody else remembers anything. No. Soccer. Class, not a thing,
0: not a thing. Yeah. To the but extent that he plays soccer, he has one practice. They don't have a game or anything. Yep.
2: Which you? Slow, doing in slow motion, sweat, sweating.
0: Right. Yes, soccer is a fall sport, so they're playing this in the spring for no reason, right before prom.
1: Yeah. Um, but, e- either way, like I mean, dance is. You could argue it's not a sport, but like I did it all year long. Because <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> it wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, football, was, was like, football was not. Football was. Part of the year, and then I was done with it. I did yeah. not stick with that shit in the offseason. Like, I ran track. I, I guess that's similar.
3: Yeah, like, I could see them maybe, like, it just seemed a little too organized. Like, it's one thing if you just wanted to go play soccer with your friends, because you don't play a, like, spring sport. Like, you're not a baseball player, or track, or whatever, or lacrosse. But it just seemed like they made such a big point about, I'm like, oh, is this also part of his thing? Where, Well, I guess, I think, I'm sorry. Back to yeah. uh, Dean's <laughs> quote there. Uh, he is a standout <laughs> athlete. Oh yeah. badass Mamba Jahamba. Um Mamba Jahamba. But yeah, it was just so many like weird, clunky aspects. Of. I feel like I had another point that like totally left my brain. Well, I mean
0: yeah. we we see him we see that he's very good with his hackney sack, which I guess goes along with him playing soccer. And I think I I wanted I don't know, I think this might have been like more egregious body double work than in say the last dance with the ballet whoever was that was doing that hacky sack shit was for sure not him. It was just his shots, but it's him from like the shoulders up looking down going like, don't let it drop. Don't let it drop. And then we have like close up of Dance feet with back exact, and then back up through his still ass shoulders. That one. And then there's also a scene where I'm pretty sure the entire audio was like 80 yard in after the fact. Ooh. It was when there's Taylor... Chandler and Katie are like walking down the street after going shopping. And Taylor has her mind about how she could like win this thing wearing tattered rags with no makeup on the first day of period or whatever. And I'm like, your mouth is not synced up to the audio at all. There is no background noise You're on the street. <laughs> There's no like cars driving by sound or like birds or other people talking. I'm like, this is just, you guys are in a sound studio somewhere fixing up whatever happened to the audio the first time.
3: Yeah, that was very awkward but it's Bad. a nice segue into Taylor Vaughn, um, hey. who I also just wanted to talk about. I think is she Re- Regina George level crazy like mean girl she, queen bee?
0: She, she's Regina George level crazy, but not Regina George level like queen bee. Mm, her, yeah. her shit falls apart so fast. <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's like blackout drunk stumbling around at that party. She's openly weeping in her car, neither one of which Regina would ever do. Right. Um, right. and I, no. I think at this point i'm just comparing every mean character to regina because there was that moment where dean has his like big diabolical reveal and i'm like regina george would have laughed in your fucking face open this one. this is this is amateur hour shit
3: where he just lets it slip that there's a bet oh
0: uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, regina would have had like a skywriting plan
3: Yeah, Um, but she does refer to herself in the third person. She She like does think this thing's all going to come to her so easily. She's terrible to her friends, Mm -hmm. Um, and her speech to Lainey is calling someone vapor. The spam was stupid, but the vapor, I was like,
0: vapor.
1: Oh, it's
0: harsh. Cold blooded, And (laughs) and
1: pours her red wine. Yeah. all over her. And nobody is, not even Zach is like, hey, stop. Like, everyone's like, oh.
4: hey, you oh. stop it. I you and, she, and it's not even, like, made to be an accident. She just walks up and goes, ugh, so right slow. in the middle, like, right into the cleavage. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's That's not so It's crazy. not one of
0: those oops. She just slowly pours an entire glass of wine. Right, also, what high school house party has red wine available?
3: Uh, the Preston's. The Miami Vice House with the glass bricks. That house the was curved.
0: so huge. It was so spacious. Well, and he so owns Harrison open.
1: Ford. Or his dad, yeah, his, his right. dad Harrison owns Harrison Ford. Ford. I did his write that His dad owns
0: Harrison Ford. That was uh, person? what they thought was a very clever line.
1: You know, it's my it's my old person celebrity crush. So Yeah, uh, that, that's, right. your, that's, that's your Rex right.
0: Manning.
4: Harrison um, Ford. I want my family brick. <laughs> I want my family
0: brick. <laughs> get off get off my plane
3: I was like that's usually my go-to get off my plane <laughs>
0: oh my god oh um, we're a mess you guys wow
3: I really thought we'd have more to say about Taylor Vaughn we can keep it moving though um, but yeah, speaking mean, of Taylor I, yeah, no, just not we, can be, done. we can be
4: done with okay. uh, um, no, it, no, it, it, I have to say one, one: if you see her in the background of the graduation she's smoking a cigarette uh-huh. in front of everybody I'm like <laughs> She's either super cool or she's having a real bad morning. I mean, that's that takes a lot of gas to do that in front of parents and everybody
0: just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Whole other level. Um, but I think like also Taylor like exhibits how awful the friendships. I don't think anybody's really friends with one another. They all hate each other. Um Yeah, like I know I used to like I used to get in like I don't know. I want to say fights? fights with my high school friends. We'd have to have, like, sit-downs, like, once a month where we had to, like, express our feelings and say why we were <laughs> mad at someone this week or whatever. Um, needless to say, I was very happy to get out of high school. Um, but like, I think, like, we generally did, like, care. But I, like, the, the girls are terrible to each other, which is usually, like, more of the thing in these movies where, like, the, the girls, like, that relationship can fall apart really quickly, but the dude like dean i think like outright hates zach
0: hates his guts that fight comes hates out of fucking nowhere like, all of a sudden it's like not only am i do i like not like you i am out to destroy you i'm like dude for what does yeah. <laughs> that mean to you we haven't seen a scene where he's like trying to screw him over or take his glory he's just a guy who apparently you're supposed to be friends with, and now you are out to ruin his life for no fucking reason.
1: Yeah, I was I was really confused. I was like waiting for the moment where Freddie Prince Jr. was like did something, whether it be accidental or not. <laughs> but I was like, didn't happen. No.
0: Didn't happen. And you know, I was also waiting for the moment where like I, I kind of felt like Lainey was going to find out. They had that scene where it's like, oh, I'm going to find out that you don't really like me or your you're talking shit behind my back. We saw that with um, the uh, lacrosse game in American Pie, for example, where it's like, oh, I thought you were into me, but then I saw how you acted. That never happened in this movie. And I'm like, well, then you need that part. There was no indication from the very beginning that Freddie Prinze Jr. wasn't really into Lainey logs like we were supposed to know that he wasn't. He seemed super genuine the entire time, which I'm like, well, that that I, I, she's cute and you seem to like her and get along with her, you should just actually date her.
3: To me, it didn't really feel earned. Like, I guess like as I like you were talking about, it, like I thought I'm like, oh, Freddie really progressed through the movie, but it was either like there's the first like 10, 15 minutes where he's a dick. And then the rest of the movie, he's the sweetest guy. So, like, I don't really know the if that's best. character pro- progression. So, maybe that was just, like, it seemed like completely different people. Like, if, if Zack Seiler had an evil twin brother, I'm like, oh, that's the guy who was in the beginning of the movie. And, like, this is, like, <laughs> Zeke Seiler. And this is who he really is or something. Like, they were two different people.
0: It all Zeke, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, did, it didn't make any sense at all. It was just, I mean, I needed that scene where he's like calling his friends, like, oh, she's so gross and she's so annoying. I can't believe to do this. Never happened. It was just him chasing after the girl that he has been in love with since the fifth grade, basically, it was the whole plot. Wow, of this movie that would have been
1: story. a good plot. That's, I could buy that. Sure.
0: <laughs> would have gone for that. Secret Crush, <laughs> the whole time I've, I've been in love with you and I was afraid to let anybody know because you're artsy. Okay, mm. that's something. Have that scene and Do then something. have Sixpence None the Richer playing right over it. It would have been perfect. Do okay. something. You did Please. nothing. Try harder. Be. This is an impression of a movie. This is not a film. This is an impression of a movie yeah. that I It's enjoy. a
3: patchwork. A patchwork quilt. <laughs> yes. like, it's not keeping you warm. It's sentimental, maybe.
0: It's a scaffolding. What we have is a scaffolding. <laughs> That's about it. On a a windy building day. will one day be here.
1: A, <laughs> yes. On a windy day.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Anyway. Um,
3: what well,
1: we do you want to go from Biden
3: So, uh, well, we're talking about this relationship. Um, we can say, like, love it a semester.
0: No, I don't buy these two together.
3: Okay. Well, that was easy. <laughs> hey, move it up.
0: They have nothing in common. Like, they have nothing in common. Um, this isn't a dude that, like, Lainey has been lusting after this whole time. I think that they ordinarily give the set of, like, oh... I've always had a thing for him, but he never, knew didn't know that I was alive and now he's giving me some attention. That didn't happen. Uh, their whole relationship is just built on a big old series of lies here. Um, you know, and I, Laney very much comes off the entire film with the kind of girl who once she finds out she's like part of a bet, we're just building that guy forever. And that's it, the bridges burned, like we're not coming back from this. So for her to be like into him at the end, I'm like, dude, no. He does, he's been lying to you this entire time.
3: But he got her to let her guard down. and Oh, get
0: the hell out of here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> let people in, Lainey. Why do you keep everybody at a distance? Let uh, people in. No,
4: her, didn't her dad say that? At it's, 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 it's some point, we've been putting a lot on you, kiddo. I think you forgot how to be a kid. You should yeah. go upstairs and see if there's a boy up there.
3: And you think
1: it's Freddy. And, and it's Freddy. it's, it's
0: Freddy.
1: Fucking Dean. He says,
0: oh, go out okay. and have a fun for yourself, not for us.
1: Yeah. Also, if Dean was such a douchebag, he would not go to prom with her. I'm just saying. that. Oh, no.
0: no, he would have stood her up for sure, and like made a big deal about it. There was one element of their relationship that I felt didn't make any sense. Can somebody explain to me why Jesse is not into Lanie? <laughs> like that 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 character should have either been a guy who we all as the audience recognize she should be with cause he's yeah. into her and she doesn't realize it or whatever or just make that a female character. There was no reason that that was a dude and he's pushing so aggressively to get her to give, like to give Zach a chance. Yeah. That, that character in real life does not exist. Not no, that's not a real kind of high school character. Sure, no, it's like a ducky character. You're like, oh, he's a good friend.
4: But <sighs> it's not anything beyond that. I'm. I am do not Molly remember. Ringwald should have won a Ducky. Exactly, because Ducky <laughs> was a sure. super nice dude, but, super cool but, dude.
1: But they like intentionally made him disgusting. Yeah.
4: Like he's yeah. literally
1: wearing overalls in like ninety percent of the scenes. He has With candy bars in <laughs> tucked in his pockets. They're and so he's melted. Snowballs, like in every. There is literally like a. Strategically place Hostess product yeah. and a chip product, and I'm like, fine. We we get the meat. like, what is that it's, whole storyline about him overeating? I don't understand. So
0: he's not even a big fat guy; like he's he a whole bit played, chubby. So he that had a we, whole plate of
4: shrimp cocktail in front of him. On. Yes, we brought a platter of shrimp
0: cocktail over to his table.
4: What
1: yeah. is that like? The reason why Delaney doesn't get with him? Like, are we just trying to like uh, hammer that home? But that doesn't even make. I don't know, because he like he was a nice human, but like yeah, it he was, treats her nicely. Was, he cares about was, her feelings. It was smothered by the snowballs and the candy bars in the pocket.
0: Yes, ho hos as far as the eye could see.
1: In the top of the overall pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cannot so hammer home enough how hot it is in that pocket.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh man, I didn't even think about that.
3: Yeah, you so, is this a great time to talk about the fashion? Are we into <laughs> <laughs> prostitutes? Yes. <and> yes.
0: <laughs> Bingo. On that note, uh, Dave, you want to tell us whose look you're talking about this week? Overall, I enjoyed
4: Lainey's overall look. Just There was a lot of smocks and uh, dirty paint shoes. I was like, "You're pretty cool. You're just you're fully ready. If if you ever just wanted to go paint, you'd be ready at any moment." But when she has to wear that embarrassing hat, oh, work, the falafel hat, and the rest of it appears to just be her thing with like a name tag. But the boss, it, they insist you need to wear this hat. It is mm-hmm. a falafel pita hat, and you cannot have a job without wearing this hat. It's um, embarrassing. It's uh, I get it. I mean, it it tells you what the store is about, but you couldn't just like give her like a shirt that she had to wear as a uniform. You had to make her wear a hat. And got to wear a hat. Whenever you try to make something look like a falafel or like a meatball, it always looks like it's just a piece of shit. Just it's you get poops. It it just looks like small three little little tiny poops in there, I'm like oh Jesus. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel kind of bad for, but. like I said, I, I know what to order there. The falafel pita is probably pretty good if they make you wear a hat of it.
0: Super the balls. Um, for for me, I wanted, so I, I had picked one and then we kind of crossed paths here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 20 minutes into the movie. I need to settle on one this early on. So I wanted to talk about uh, a look that Chandler wears uh, when Taylor gets dumped. So this is like, near the end of the movie it might be the last look we see her in before prom y'all zero schools would allow her to wear this to school it is a black halter top sports bra with electric blue piping and then she has like really blue blue uh hair clips as well but to drive home how short this shirt is it's cut like above where her ribs start like it is just a a bra with like it uh, strings to tie it up and then she also has a matching miniskirt with like a weird cutout for where the belly button is that we see because there's a shot where like we zoom into her hand and it's next to her belly button. I'm like, okay, so you've got like a high-waisted miniskirt with a big keyhole for where your belly button is. Her whole back is out. Like her entire back is fully exposed. There's three different ties, I think, because I think her skirt ties in the back for some reason too. Um, I didn't see what shoes she had on, but I'm also assuming they were like platform, clear heels or whatever. No school would allow you to get away with this. Like it's not, this is not a look that like anybody should really be be wearing to anything other than like the club. This was, this was an absurd look for a high school student to wear. yeah. For a character that didn't really do anything or have any development, they gave her a lot of looks to put on. Uh, she was she was doing the most. Dana, um, which look did you want to talk about this week?
3: Um, I just want like mainly I just want to talk about Clea Duvall I I enjoy her. <laughs> I enjoy what she brought to this film. Um, and it's the party the outfit Misty's wearing when she's found like throwing up in the bathroom at the party.
0: <sighs> that was hard to look at.
3: Um, and I think it was some sort of like uh, short, sh- uh, short shrug, but with long sleeves and some fur at the cuffs <laughs> and around the neck. Um, it's probably like some sort of tight baby tee underneath. I was trying to find a picture of it to try- jog my memory. Um, but it was the uh long shiny skirt with like flowers. I don't know. It was just like wild shit that I'm like. I think I owned pieces of this. Outfit. I don't know <laughs> if I ever put it all together. Yeah. But it was a look. It was a look, my friends, and I was just like.
0: Duval, certain
4: looks.
3: Yeah, so it, it was cute. a
0: good look.
4: I, I felt bad for her because you got to be really far gone if you don't know if you've vomited yet when you've already vomited. When your face oh, is like, I, I I think I have to vomit. It's like you already have,
1: and, and the vomit is in the fur. The oh, set
4: on her
0: it's, face. It's, it's gotten all over. Yeah, it's rough. <sighs> I I thought someone drugged her because <laughs> like she's not. No one else is this kind of drunk. You're a wreck. She drugged herself with drugs that she wanted oh to die. Yeah. Oh my god. Pcp. Uh, Megan, what look did you want to talk about this week?
1: So well, I mean, we just talked about it the look that was in the debate um mm-hmm. was one that we both had but before i dive into that i just wanted to talk about maybe the general grunge preppy look that was happening yeah yeah like when i say grunge preppy i mean like shorts that are three quarter length like longer than my like three quarter length yeah. yoga yeah. pants yeah yeah
0: um Gauchos for guys
1: yep and like very wide and Polos, but like
0: huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this,
1: yeah, I forgot was how bad that was. Yeah,
0: man, it, it man. Look
1: good.
0: It was an epidemic. It was. It was, it was like when we saw Varsity Blues, and I'm like, how come, like, what you're wearing, goes together. This is a decent outfit, but it's all quadruple XL. Like it's all the biggest possible. Yeah, everything. There was a shot of, um, uh, Kieran Culkin. That I almost did, cause he had on orange shorts that came to about two inches above his ankle. So it just looked like he was in like flood pants and like a, a Hawaiian shirt where the hem was about where his knee was because it was so long and I was just like, dude, you are you're in clothes to the big and tall store and you are twelve years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was hard to watch. Like Freddie Prince Jr. could <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. could have looked really good. Um, if everything was like a, a half size, maybe a size and a half smaller, yeah. a little bit like six inches less it should, it was It was
0: tall yeah, teens on him
1: all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but my my look is going to be on the female side. It's another Chandler look. I think she was there to be the we're rich bitches look. I think so. Because she had... Like if if we're gonna talk about these girls as like the Mean girl squad, Taylor's Regina, um, mm-hmm. then you have I think she's Gretchen. I think Chandler's Gretchen. Chandler. Mm-hmm. She'd probably. Well, she's not. She's like. I guess. The Gretchen, the fashion of Gretchen, but the the dumbness of what was her name?
3: I was just trying to figure out who would Caddy be. Me? Is she Caddy? Is she Caddy or she? She's not.
0: She's not Caddy. I don't, I don't know what, because she you know what? They didn't give them anything to do, so we don't
1: know who the hell they are. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, no, I think she's, like, actually nice. So whoever was actually nice in that movie. She did seem nice. Um, but anyway, so it was her plaid number. Uh, we talked about this scene earlier where um, Taylor is, like, talking and pissed off and walking in the streets after shopping, and there's looks like there's um, some dubbing happening. Um, For real? But she's wearing this plaid sports bra halter
0: yep that's what i was collection as her other outfit look
1: yep um and very high-waisted plaid very tight pants i would imagine there was some level of wedges happening on the on the shoe side i think you're right some
0: platform clip flops or something Mm
1: -hmm. um she didn't have her hair in like the the normal clip the small (laughs) clip choppy thing but her hair is very short um And and then she had a little bit of a plaid piece of fabric that went around the mid-stomach. And I think that at that time it was to accentuate the belly button ring.
0: Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a a belly chain era for sure. Yeah,
1: Maybe connected to the belly button ring. I'm not exactly sure.
0: And while we're talking about this plaid, we need to make clear it was like an orange, jade green, and turquoise plaid. This was not like a a red and green tartan with yellow. This was i don't know what you would. she looked like um like a picnic cloth was what she yeah. cut to make this thing
1: it was like you know your your 90 year old grandmother was like i'm gonna get these fun summery picnic <laughs> cloths and put on the table that's this what she was wearing fun gingham. so uh you know
3: we mentioned kieran Calkin's clothing um he plays uh I feel like his like main role in this movie is just to appear in this bonkers ass uh, cafeteria <laughs> scene. Um, so I I think at this point um, I was checked. I I couldn't keep up with this film anymore. I, I I'm like, well, did we need this? What is happening? I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I don't think I took any notes because I was upset. I was like, I don't want to be here. This, um, so <laughs> let me read it to you guys.
0: This was another scene that I feel like. A lot of elements of it could have belonged right in Rock and Roll High School. You've got Kieran Culkin roller skating around with a gigantic pepper mill. Yeah. I don't know why he's just delivering pepper to all the cafeteria denizens for some reason.
3: Does he work um, in the cafeteria?
0: Or like <laughs> I don't know if he even goes to that school, man. He seems really young. Uh, he also had hearing aids for some reason that we never addressed. I don't know if Kieran Culkin is hard of hearing or if that was a character decision. I don't know, but they never talked about it. And I, I did notice he had like hearing aids. Um, but he's accosted by two bullies um, whose idea of bullying him is to make him look at porn, which is, that's not, that's not your typical bully work. Um, while they're doing this, the kid that played Terminator pulls off some of his pubes and then puts them on the pizza. Mm-hmm. My first thought Buddy, why are your pubes coming off so easy? Like, you shouldn't oh, no, just be able to, like, reach around your pants and with a clump for, of them. <laughs> I thought he pulled pretty hard. I didn't think he pulled that I mean, hard. It, it just seems like it's falling out in clumps. Well, <laughs> like, he's, he's not well.
4: I think it means there's a lot. So he's like, let me just <laughs> pull a little bit just, and see what happens. And I got plenty a of extra. And there were a lot. And
0: then, and then to top it off, Zach makes both of the bullies eat the pube pizza. Yep. But not under, like, threat of I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't. He just tells them to do it, and they're like, yeah. well, I guess I have to eat these pubes now.
3: Yeah. scene was bonkers. There is no explanation as to why Zach has that level of clout. Um, None. I can get bullies. I think it was just like, oh, look how cool Zach is. He's saving Simon, who, there must be, like, there's more to Simon that they are just not sharing with us. Like I think, as you pointed out, the hearing aids, the fact that like being punished with porn was it, like there's,
1: there's that's a whole other movie. Like yeah. it, I don't. There's a that character that
0: we would, have we have not yeah. examined at all
1: here. Um, Karen Culkin, the number one question he gets asked about, she's all that is, what is with the hearing aids? <laughs> it didn't make sense. And he said, and and not the disgusting seasoning of. The pubes on the pizza it's the hearing aids and um he said it's one of those movies that always seems to be on and I only know that because friends are always telling me and then they'll ask why did you have hearing aids and I'll be like I don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) and that's it
0: Oh, it did make a lick of sense. It was oh, the weirdest fucking better. choice. It's
1: even better. Yeah, um,
0: I don't know either, guys. And then
1: and then they said, Are there some deleted scenes out there that explain or address his hearing? From Colkin's response, it doesn't sound like
0: it. Capital N,
4: <laughs> nope. capital they o, to Put exclamation those all in. Exclamation point. No. Exclamation point. Oh, I know.
0: Simon.
1: Now, yeah, I was but, really happy
4: that they did some rollerblading, though. We hadn't had any rollerblading in a movie since Hacker. <laughs> it's it's been a little while. There. I was glad to see it.
1: Um, been- I thought, like, I was literally like, wait, they're, they're not in a cafeteria. Like, maybe they're in like the local hangout that's cafeteria esque where Simon works as a busboy.
0: It would have made more sense yeah.
1: than the kid Anything. bringing
0: a peppercorn to school.
1: That's yeah. a giant, giant make peppercorn fun of you,
0: Simon? <laughs> No wonder they bully you. You have peppercorn grinder and roller skates in the middle of the cafeteria. What's wrong with you?
3: Uh, I think it's called a pepper mill, but... (laughs) Uh, A pepper mill,
0: you you fancy. You put peppercorns in a pepper mill.
3: There it is. Okay. But yeah, just the 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 clout. Like, it just isn't... Those guys are wearing, like, kill the artist t-shirts. And and there just seems to be, like... Again, if there was, like, something else we had seen previously to let... Oh, you know what it is? I'm going to come back to it again. Um... Because Zach is a standout athlete, all-around <laughs> badass mama. jahamba People just listen to him.
0: Dude, he's, he's sweetness from uh, Roll Bounce. He just, whatever he says goes for no fucking reason. You can't explain yeah. it. You can't make it make sense.
3: Yeah, but that's I don't know. That was a weird scene. I guess it endeared him to uh, I was going to say Rachel. What's her name? Laney. <laughs> somewhere. Today. Um, yeah
0: she did have the hard eyes emoji on her face when she watched yeah. him send up for her brother
3: but yeah so that's there's a prom scene what's her butt wins the principal yeah. rips the mic out which i thought was great because who gives nice speeches time. when you win prom king and queen it's the second the movie the where there's speeches of-
0: the only other part of the problem thing that I think is funny is that it was the closest result in history. So I'm like, yes, you keep track of what it is every year. And it was 54 to 46, which is not very close. the <laughs> so no. closest ever Still a landslide. That's a national
4: election landslide. You're right. It is a huge landslide. It's never been, been that close. close. Yeah. He's technically not lying if he says it's the closest, even though that's not that close. Insane. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: so and then Laney and what's her face wind up together i'm really selling the plot of this movie at this point the
0: the plot doesn't matter the plot doesn't matter (laughs) the movie doesn't matter the whole point is there's so many (laughs) ridiculous things to talk about the plot is so secondary (laughs) to this movie yeah
3: Yeah. not central
0: to anything
3: they kiss or whatever she almost gets i think actually it's something that Jesse, you guys put it out. Where Jesse's like, thought it was funny when he's like running to tell Zach what's going, what he overheard Dean say in the bathroom. I um, was just annoyed that he didn't just go straight to Lainey. He goes to Zach and... Drove me nuts. Lainey could have been raped by Dean. I don't put it past him. Yes. One tiny little bit. But he
0: was fully planning on raping her. I, I think mm-hmm. what, what bothered me about that, number one, that he ran to go tell Zach who was up on stage at the time Mm -hmm. And he had to, like, get his attention. Secondly, when they finally got to Zach, he sat there puffed and puffed for 20 seconds. Dude, Mackenzie also knows all the shit Uh he knows. She could have just told you. I also thought it was a real missed opportunity um, when we see him come out of the the bathroom stall, not to have Mackenzie come out of the stall with him. Um, I I fully thought she was going to come out of the stall with him because her last line before that was, I go to a school of 500 chicks. Like clearly, she was horned up and ready to go. I thought for sure we were going to have like a him coming out of the bathroom stall, disheveled, and her like fixing her dress, walking right after him or something like that. Um, she.
1: she missed opportunity. She was twelve.
0: Well, but I don't, know how, <laughs> don't know how old she was. She went to prom. How
3: old she was?
0: She went to prom. Um, <laughs> she was some kind of old.
3: But yeah, it was weird. It was nice that Lainey rescued herself, not Zach yeah. running to rescue her. Horn um yeah she she deafened uh dean but you know they kiss whatever happy ending and then we find out the terms of the bet which i literally so that you pointed out for 99% of this movie you did not know my nope. notes literally said they didn't really have any terms for this bet <laughs> did they and then like two seconds later i'm like oh no there it is and then it's the like, oh.
0: that's a big bet that's, that's a big dean. ask for anybody
3: yeah and walks across again, stage oh
0: sorry i don't know no, 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 you're right. He walked on stage butt naked.
3: Never
0: uh, would have happened. But he had, he, what never would have happened. There are a number of things. So there's him being nude at graduation that no school mm-hmm. would have allowed. There is a grown man showing up in a convertible to make out with one of your students in front of everybody and grab her butt and stuff that no school would have allowed. One um, of the students comes to by- prom with a blow-up doll.
1: Yes. By <laughs> Not the way... Allowed. By the way, the reason that um, Freddie Prinze Jr. was naked with a beach ball was an M. Night Shyamalan edition. Oh, come on,
3: M.
0: Night.
1: What, why? This movie also grossed
3: a lot of money, so I'm ashamed of us in 1999.
4: Um, if, if it was the producer's idea, he just would have been hanging dong everywhere, but no, nope, M, M. Night's like... Yeah, this
0: is a modesty. Harvey Weinstein film. We, we, like, this a little,
3: was in a little bit of modesty.
0: This is a Harvey he, Weinstein film.
3: Yeah. He it might was. have been able to like walk in with his thing on. Yes. And they're like, oh, then it's totally fine. It off.
0: Like,
3: the second he stands up and tries to walk, he is getting tackled. I like there's no it doesn't happen. It doesn't and happen. They were
0: also sprinting through the names at this graduation. There was no time to actually walk. I'm like, you're just reading names as fast as possible before the person is even like up out of their lane, the or out of their aisle, the next name is being read. I'm like, this is
3: Yeah, it was. No one's getting their
0: moment to shine.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but that's you know that's the movie, y'all. And we did it. I I think we talked about every song that was important because they mentioned "Kiss Me." It it happened. I love that song.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. perfect for that moment too. It was a really, really nice. They they did drag it out like they were finding out who's under that mask on the Masked Singer. It took so long for him to actually come down the stairs, like. (laughs) they were they were in the second verse i'm pretty sure by the time she came down the stairs but yeah that was a really great song for that moment but uh I,
2: yeah
0: i
4: always get uh kiss me and uh i do by lisa Loeb confused for some reason oh okay well
0: that's it, that's hmm. just i figured i'd comment um, all right i would have gone with love fool i think i, I get yeah. love fool mixed up i think more with uh kiss me
2: i think see that okay mm-hmm.
0: yeah, now um One of the things that we like to do on this podcast is kind of take a look into some of the characters who might have had a big role and find out if this was the start of big things for them or just kind of like the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb Deep Dive. Dana, who are we diving on this week?
3: Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. It'll kind Of, I learned some stuff today, but it'll make sense when I get to a certain oh, she's pretty um, cool in
4: this one. I like her choices, I think she's a good actress. <laughs>
3: um, I found out she's from New Jersey, so big ups. Uh, another right. Jersey girl, and she actually went to a high school that was like a rival of my high school. Um, so that was interesting to learn today. Nice. I think I knew this but forgot. Um but yeah, Jody Lynn Monkeith, I thought she was like a Miss teen USA. I think I'm getting her confused with someone else, but um I think this was like her first uh no it was so she was in Halloween h2 o so that sequel oh okay. um she's all that was her next big movie um she was in Nash Bridges, so that's a oh. big one Darwin Craig, the George Lopez show Wow wow. All um, she'd been on charmed boston legal
4: Boston legal
3: mother's other... she's on eve with okay. Freddie
4: prince jr who played uh, he was on what's his name? shatner's uh son oh, he played yeah. donny crane to shatner's denny crane there there go.
3: um she's on a lot of cbs shows i'm assuming because we've got like criminal minds csi new york um, mm-hmm. oh, Nash Bridges is totally a CBS show. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh some other Big Bang she theory she gag. popped up for a second. Um, oh, no. Prison Break, lost, Law and Order, LA, which I didn't know was a thing. Um two and, and a half men. We're getting there. But the big reason why I picked Miss Jerry Lynn Keith, <laughs> she's on Vampire Diaries and Legacies.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Boo.
0: I knew it was coming eventually.
3: I like vampires. I like true
1: oh, oh, brother. I, I think I recognize her most from Nash Bridges. I've never I seen
0: have never there, seen her before but- in my life. I actually she watched was Prison Break. Break during the quarantine, and I, and I recognized her. She was very good in Prison Break. I watched the first season of Prison Break, like, when it was actually on TV. major. Sure when well, they actually abortion. worked out of prison. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no, a big one. The- the end of the first, like they had a mid season finale. I did not know it was a mid season finale because this is before yeah. they were doing those. So I'm like, okay, so we got to the end of the season. They're all still in prison and nobody died. Like, what? I, I bailed after that. I, mm-hmm.
3: You didn't come back and see what happens?
0: Well, no, because it was another wait like, four months to find out that it was just because I didn't know that was not like the real season finale. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I watched the entire season to have nothing happen. Well, fuck you, is what I said to myself. That was uh, 20 or whatever.
3: Um, well, guys, she was on Vampire Diaries, she was um, <laughs> married to the vampire hunter. She has some kids. Oh, no, is she a twin? I don't know. There's a crazy plot line where she descends from witches (laughs) and some twin, and she's like twin tower. Like it's a whole thing, guys. A whole thing. What Um, is this? She was pregnant at some point. I think she died. I don't know. I don't. I'm probably giving too much away for anybody who's trying to catch up on Vampire (laughs) Diaries (laughs) on Netflix. But yeah, she's on it, guys. One of my favorite shows. So
0: i'm happy we got around to all
3: of that i was very um, excited to see her pop up i'm like hey she's married oh, what was her character her husband's name on the show i'm gonna have to look it up guys give me a moment i don't know why this isn't just it's a weird name it's a weird name and they call him by a nickname so just give me a moment to ah alaric she's married to alaric Saltzman.
0: Um, oh Alar- <laughs> Alaric Rick. saltzman get out of here uh, what? guys
3: this TV show is on Netflix. I highly recommend you catch up on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, that I does know. bring us to the end of the podcast. And just like in the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Zach is most likely to tell a girl at the bar that he's super into Georgia O'Keefe and then scramble to Google, quote, who is Georgia O'Keefe?
3: vagina paintings <laughs>
0: that's right a lot of flowers that look just like vaginas uh, Lainey is most likely to lead a boycott campaign against a green energy company because their composting program just isn't comprehensive enough
4: okay.
0: Dean is most likely to still be hanging around campus late into his 20s yeah. Preston is most likely to have to explain why I don't see color is problematic mm. Jesse is most likely to drunkenly text Lainey why didn't we ever hook up Mackenzie is most likely to have a successful YouTube makeup and fashion tutorial channel. And Brock is most likely to appear on The Surreal Life, then his own VH1 dating show, then Celebrity Rehab, and then season two of his own VH1 dating show.
3: I'd watch all of those shows.
0: I was a big fan of the VH1 reality block back in the day. That shit was bananas. Celebrity Rehab is amazing. Um, (laughs) Weird conceit for a show. Uh, Dave, the next pick is yours. What movie are we going to be watching next week?
4: Yeah, um, this one's from 2004. I remember seeing it senior year of high school. Um, Stars uh, another Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, Mandy Moore, Jenna Malone. Oh, (laughs) buddy. It's called Saved. S-A-V-E-D. Exclamation point.
0: Exclamation
4: point. Dave! Yeah, that movie. I am filled with Christ's love. Amazon Um, Prime. it's for free if, if you got it. If not, you gotta rent it your own way. Um,
3: I've never seen this movie, but I've heard <gasps> good things. So. It's pretty okay good. on
0: DVD. I, I stole it from um, that girl that we talked about with the super elaborate sex preamble. Um, yeah. and I borrowed it one time and never gave it back to her.
3: Good. So, good. I was trying
0: good. to think, who, who, who we have uh, we not back
4: offended back. at all on this podcast yet? Let's the Christians.
0: Let's talk about Christians. Let's <laughs> do, do it. it. Woo. Why not? Oh my God. Well, guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, pop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe, review, give us a five star rating. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Recap and Gown Pod. That is R E C A P N G O W N P O D. And if you didn't like what you heard, in the words of Taylor Vaughn, look around. To everybody on this podcast, you're vapor, you're spam a perfectly good waste of podcast space and nothing is going to change that. Take it easy
2: millennials. We will see you next week.